Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Tyrone Smith about resilience and overcoming adversity to drive leadership development. Tyrone Smith, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Man, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to being on the podcast with you today. I am so excited to uh, chat with you. Uh, as we were talking in the, the pre-podcast uh, interview discussion, uh, I grew up a huge 49ers fan, uh, and it's, it's an honor to have the chance to talk with you, uh, as, some, you know, as someone who uh, watched you on TV. And, and of course, now you've You've leveraged your your life experience and your professional uh, athletic experience uh, to move you into what you're doing today, and that's really going to be the focus of what we're talking about. Uh, but but it really is a lot of, of fun, and I'm fanboying a little bit, you know, uh, in just having the chance to talk with you. Uh, as we get started today, I do want to share a, a brief uh, bio with the listeners so they can learn a little bit more about you and and give you a chance to share a little bit more about yourself. All right, got it. Uh, Tyrone Smith is a former NFL player, business professional, author, motivational speaker, mentor, youth advocate, husband, and father. Uh, he is a nationally recognized lecturer and motivational speaker. After he, uh, he retired from playing in the NFL, uh, he dedicated his life to empowering youth and young adults. He established First and Goal Inc., a nonprofit organized organization focused on providing programs and services to enhance academic, social, and moral development. Every life has purpose, and every, everyone has the opportunity to do a greater good in the lives of others. It is this belief that has driven Tyrone to implement successful youth development programs throughout the state of Texas and California, and also create the Journey Beyond Dreams College Experience Program that has enabled thousands of youth to gain the confidence needed in themselves and their abilities to succeed and graduate from college. Tyrone's philosophy, which stresses educational prowess and proactive social behavior, helps today's youth and young adults become the leaders of tomorrow. Uh, I could go on and on about um, <laughs> your, your background and, and your accomplishments, right. uh, but, but I, I'll, I'll stop there and give you a chance now to just, anything else you would like to share with the audience just generally in terms of, of, of yourself and your background and what you're doing? Man, one of the things I always like to let people know in regards to like my life, my journey, my story is that when you think about like, you know, me speaking and coming before you all today as a former NFL player, people always think about, you know, what was it like being a professional NFL player? But before I got to that point where the NFL was actually reality in my life, I like to always tell people about the story. And I believe, you know, that we all actually have a story. When I think about like my life and my story, it was basically the story and the life of actually being an overcomer. 
having to actually defy the odds because my mom didn't finish middle school, my dad didn't finish high school, my oldest brother had been in and out, in and out of prison, my middle brother was that kid growing up that if his friends encouraged him to do anything that was negative, he would actually succumb to the peer pressure. And so it is, here it is, I'm the youngest of three, I grew up in the inner city of Houston, not the best environment around drugs, uh, prostitution, um, violence, and I wasn't actually expected to achieve or do anything in life. And so here it is, I'm, I grew up in this environment, grew up in this place that had like a lot of dysfunctions. But at the time, I was just grateful and thankful to be living and to be having, to have a mom and a dad that loved me, but not necessarily so much focusing on the environment, but just grateful for every healthy breath. But yet at the same time, from the outside looking in, you would say, okay, this kid is not going to survive. He is not going to accomplish anything. He's not going to actually be anything. And so those are things I had to combat, combat all of my life. But at the same time, I wanted so much more. And with that being said, I had to overcome a lot. And so here it is. You have my two brothers pretty much doing everything for the most part that was negative. And I'm the one here in the corner trying to do what's right, but yet I'm not getting the attention and they're getting the attention based on their behaviors. And so here it is. I want it for so much more, but there was so much that I had to overcome. So when you think about that, it's like to be where I am and to achieve what I've actually done, I'm truly grateful and thankful for that without a doubt. But yet at the same time, everything that I experienced and everything that I went through in life made me stronger. Uh, my journey, I wouldn't change anything about it because my journey is what it is. My story is what it is. But at the same time, I try to use my life, my story, my journey to be an inspiration in so many adults and youth and young adults that I work with on a daily basis because I wasn't expected to succeed and I wasn't expected to make it. I really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, it, it's, it, it just demonstrates the resilience um, that you had uh, in your upbringing and throughout your career to achieve so much. Uh, and, and I like the way you framed it. Um, you know, you could have gotten sucked in to the negative pressures around you, but rather focusing on, you know, you have a loving family, you have loving parents, focusing on the good that you do have, um, and then recognizing the negative influences for what they are and, and stepping, you know, above them and, and, and holding yourself to a, a different, level of accountability um, proved obviously uh, to be the winning um, uh, recipe for you in your life. And I love right. that you're, that you're now paying it forward and sharing that um, in youth programs and, and at universities as, as you're trying to help uh, others do the exact same thing. Um, so I'm, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the NFL time uh, because right. I know you're past that now, but right. I'm, I'm curious if there's a couple of, maybe key lessons, key moments that you pull from your NFL career um, that you now, you know, obviously you, you, you tap into your childhood and the, the challenges that you overcame. Um, how about during your professional career and how does that, how does that inform what you're doing now um, professionally? Man, one thing I really just appreciate about the NFL experience is that everything that I learned leading up to the NFL and why in the NFL has helped you know, me do what I do today in regards to discipline. And one thing I want to share with you, although I made it to the NFL, I was a kid that wasn't expected to make it. It is one thing to say that I have a dream of actually making it to the NFL, but it's, to make it a reality was totally different because to, um, in the seventh grade, playing on the B team, when I first started playing football, well, the second year I played Little League football in the sixth grade, 
seventh grade B team, eighth grade B team, ninth grade B team, sophomore year, sophomore team. Most schools don't even have sophomore teams anymore. Junior year, I'm on JV. I didn't play voice until my senior year. So I was a one-year starter, but I was dedicated to work hard to commit myself to the game to make the most out of the opportunity because I had this love for the game of football because why? It was controlled chaos. It was my healthy alternative. You know what I mean? And so here it is to play football um, as a one-year starter on varsity. And to play so well, I had over 50 Division I offers as a one-year starter. You know, it's unheard of. Baylor, Ohio State, Temple, TCU, Rice, UNLV, University of Hawaii. I had all these Division I offers. And the one thing that school appreciated about me was that um, my core curriculum, my grades and everything were intact. I'd already passed the ACT and the SAT. And I went on to college. Be the first of my family to go to and through college and to just get that opportunity that I was truly grateful and thankful for. But then to go on to Baylor University to be a three-year starter, um, to be a three-year captain, to graduate my bachelor's degree in sociology and social work with a minor in business was like a, a, a phenomenal feat because I was the first in my family to actually go to college, just go to and through college in four years. In my last year, taking grad level courses and finishing out my senior year and to be an undrafted free agent by the San Fran 49er, by Dwight Clark, who was the general manager at the time, that was truly a blessing. So I had to persevere. I had to remain disciplined. But one of the things I actually realized and I shared with somebody a few weeks ago, I remember my rookie year when playing with the 49ers. I remember one Sunday walking on the football field. I remember walking on the practice football field. Everybody, nobody was there. I was just hanging out at the facility because I was so thankful to be in the NFL. And so I was up there one Sunday, and as I walked the practice field, I remember saying to myself, I said, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment, for I know it would not last long. I knew it was going to be yet a fleeting moment. My desire was to play in the NFL for maybe 10, 12 years, but I only played four years due to unfortunate injuries. But there was one thing that really connected with me with my brief stint with the Washington Redskins. There was a guy by the name of Darrell Green who played in the NFL for 20 years, a good friend of mine. And I remember that we had these – um, Bible study groups and discussion groups at the practice. And the discussion group was titled Knowing Your Purpose. Darrell Green said this, guys. He said, guys, all of you all have a purpose in life beyond the game. And I, I had no idea how much this was going to resonate and connect with my life. Darrell Green said, guys, if you get hurt, cut, injured, injured, or released, what is your purpose beyond the game? And now, mind you, guys was hearing what he was saying but we didn't really take it in because who wants to hear about purpose when you're living the dream and being a professional football player and making this money and playing the sport that you've been loving since a child. But he said, guys, each of you guys have a purpose beyond the game. And he said, the NFL is like a field trip. He said, guys, how many of you all love going on field trips when you were young? Of course, everybody raised their hand. He said, the NFL is like a field trip. When you go on the field trip, you wake up that morning, you're excited, you go to school, a free day from school, you go on the field trip, you have your fun, you do your thing. Once the field trip is over, you get back on the bus, you go to your school. Once you're at school, school is dismissed, then you go home on the bus or you walk home. He said, the NFL is like a field trip. He said, you can't stay on the field trip forever. The NFL stands for not for long. You're not guaranteed to play for long. So I need you all to think about your purpose in life. And I had no idea that story, that story was so resonating, connect with me um, a year later. Because a year later is when I was playing in a football game over in NFL Europe when I actually hit a guy in the football game and fractured and broke my T5 vertebrae. And at that moment, the game of football was taken away from me. I had to go through eight and a half months of rehab in Birmingham, Alabama at the Hell South Sports Rehabilitation Facility. And over those eight and a half months, I had to realize and recognize what was my purpose beyond the game. 
and I knew I wanted to give back to young people. So based on my journey, based on the um, battles, based on the struggles, based on the, um, the things I had to overcome, I knew it was about me giving back. So with the discipline I actually gained by playing the game of football and every other aspect in life, I felt it was my duty to create First and Goal Inc. and create a platform to impact the lives of young people, collegiates, um, as well as adults with my story, my journey, and the things that I had to overcome to get to where I am today. I, I love that. Um, and yeah, what you said is absolutely true. Many of the successes that we have in life, whether it's professional sports, uh, prof uh, a professional role within an organization, um, it can often be quite fleeting. And, and right. it's just because life is messy and it's hard right. and things happen. And, and despite our best preparations, you know, there are things outside of our control that right. will, will impact our lives. And so we need to make the most of our present opportunities, right. um, but at the same time recognize that we need to be prepared for tomorrow when, when life might take us in a different direction and we need to pivot and, and, and then use what, what we've been given to then benefit and help others. Um, and, I, and I love that you, that you work with youth, that you work um, with college students to help them uh, have a, a success framing in their mind about uh, their futures. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, in terms of your leadership philosophy, I'm wondering um, what kind of advice you would have for um, businesses as they're trying to leverage the capacities, the potential, the capabilities of their people. Um, how, can, how can organizational leaders help their people become more resilient? Um, and uh, particularly, you know, in this time of pandemic and social political strife, I mean, it's, it's kind of a rough time right now. Uh, how, how do organizational leaders help their people um, learn to be more resilient? Yeah, I think, I think what um, organizational leaders should actually do during this time is that realize that everybody is actually having to pivot. Everybody is actually having to shift and um, make changes. And so when you think about like your organization, as well as my organization, with First to Go Inc. and Equip 24-7, I've had to take a look, take a step back and think about what it is that we do in regards to our big picture mission. You know, what is it that we actually do well? Um, what are the things that we've had multiple victories in throughout the course of the years in regards to how we've actually ran and operated our organization? What are the, what are the strengths of my team members who've been doing the quality work, right? But what are, the, what, are the, what are the specific strengths that I can actually cater to and connect with based on making the shift to utilize them to their highest potential, but yet at the same time be effective in the overall mission, purpose, and goal of our organization? And that's one of the things I've had to do. And I would tell any organization leader, take a self-inventory and self-assess what it is that you've done over the past and what is it that you're actually good at. And think about those people who support the work on your team. What are their, what are their greatest assets? And think about those greatest assets and your, over, or your overarching mission and how can you maximize what they bring to the table to make sure that they're being um, utilized in regards to what we're doing with this new normal now that everybody's having to deal with. And so what it really boils down to is really like, repurposing your organization, right? Repurposing your organization and really taking a deeper look at the things that you do and seeing how can you maximize it as well. Because that's one of the things that we're having to do right now at First and Go Inc. Because you mentioned our Journey Beyond Dream College Experience Program. We've been doing that program for the past 17 years where we would physically go on campus, 
take first generation students who they never experienced a college experience and give them the ultimate college experience to change their minds and their perspective about college. So what are we doing now? We're doing a virtual journey beyond doing a college experience program. And I connect with all these different college and higher education institutions that I have connections with where we can do a virtual program to bring professors, students, individuals to be a part of these experiences to showcase their college institution as well as expose to these various students. But yet, it's not about like one college. We can actually um, connect with multiple colleges to give them the ultimate virtual college experience. So when I presented that to a local school district, they were just like, wow, because this particular week, we were supposed to be doing our um, Prepare the Dream program with all the independent school districts. We were supposed to be leaving on tomorrow for three days to go to Prairie View and University. And for the nine previous years, we did it at University of Texas. And so I presented to them, we're going to have a virtual Journey Beyond Dreams Prepare the Dream program, laid out all the details specific based on what we've done in the past on campus, but we're doing it virtually. They was like, wow, that's a phenomenal idea. But it was me sitting down with my team, thinking about things that we've done, pulling people in to be work with the other institutions and the school district say, man, that's a phenomenal idea. Let's put something on the calendar for either September or October. That's a win. Why? Because I took time to be still, self-reflect, brought the team in, brought their skill sets to actually formulate the plan. And now we're preparing to do something we've never done before, but yet at the same time, we've done it, but yet we've not done it in the virtual sense, but I think we'll be ready for it. Well, yeah, that's great. And that, that's a, a good example of, of pivoting and how everyone uh, is forced to pivot uh, right now. I, I think, you know, as, as you're discussing all of this, I, I can't help but reflect back on um, some of the things that I've dealt with in my life. And, and you know, I, I came, I have to admit, I came from a very privileged place mm -hmm. uh, in many, many ways. Um, but my parents were quite poor. Um, you know, I had to work my way through college. Um, right. you know, I had the setbacks that, that, you know, I had the same kind of setbacks that other people have. Um, mm -hmm. I was married young, having children young, providing for the family, trying to get through my education, working lots of right. jobs, you know, all those things that were hard at the time, um, but also helped me learn many really important life lessons mm -hmm. that, uh, help make me who I am today. Uh, and, and I would hope, you know, and I, I like to think that I'm, I'm someone who has a resilience mindset, um, uh, but I, but I recognize, you know, that, that I, I still need to work on it. And I think, um, particularly in this, uh, current context that we're in, uh, where, you know, people are worried about their jobs. People are, you know, there's stress right. and anxiety around, you know, we were chuckling just before we started recording because we both are at home working while our families are, while our families are around, you know, that's in many ways, it's really awesome. In other ways, it's kind of stressful because you're trying to balance everything. Um, right. There's the, the socio-political and geo, uh, the geopolitical and socioeconomic context. Um, you know, in, in the U S right now, there's a lot of political unrest, social unrest, right. um, and concern around uh, various issues. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a challenging time. And I think most people are dealing with heightened stress and anxiety uh, social isolation, all these sorts of things, and trying to figure out like what what do we do in preparation for tomorrow? Uh, and I know that's something that I think about. Uh, I'm I'm very fortunate right now. I, I'm a professor. I do consulting on the side. My job is secure. Um, you know, I can work. I have flexibility. I can work from home, um, and that's a lot of um, 
privilege that I have that I know not everyone has and right. other, and other people are struggling in, in, in a lot of ways and that I'm fortunate, you know, that I don't have to experience. Um, but I hope, I hope that we can all learn to be resilient. I hope that we can all learn to look for the good amidst the pain and the suffering and the bad that we might experience. And we might leverage, um, those, those harder things in our life to, to, um, as a springboard, um, right. for, for additional learning and growth so that we are better, um, capable and, and in position to take advantage of that in, in future opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, you know, as a world and as a nation, we have to take advantage of the opportunity that we actually have right now due to this pandemic to take an inward look at ourselves. And as we're being still think about, you know, what is it that you actually want in life? What is it going to take to you fulfill what you desire to do in life and who can actually help you at the same time? Because, you know, everybody's having to be still and as, as privileged and grateful and thankful that we both are, we still have to sit down and actually self-reflect ourselves as well. And I think, you know, everybody has to realize and understand that because right now everybody's having to actually readjust and reassess life right now. And, and my thing is, is it gives me a great opportunity and time to spend with my family, right? I'm still getting work in. Um, I'm seeing the Zoom logo and uh, Microsoft Teams logo like so many times throughout the course of the day, but yet it still gives me an opportunity to spend that quality time with my family to actually like reset um, various things and values, even in my son's life. I mean, even with the things that I actually dealt with growing up as a young man, as I was functioning, that I actually internalized that was dysfunctional that I, that I hadn't addressed based on um, things and learned behaviors my parent, that, I, that I picked up from my parents. I'm able to actually sit down and really talk to my sons about, you know, where they are, what they desire to do, and how they should expect the most out of their life based on what we're dealing with right now. And have an opportunity to talk to them about various things that have actually like hindered like my family in particular in regards to like generational cycles of things that have occurred that nobody's really addressed. I'm having opportunities to have intentional conversations with my sons, both my wife and I. So, I mean, yeah, it's a bad time, but at the same time, we can make, make good out of it, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Perfect sense. And I, you know, I hope that listeners, um, will, will take this to mind, take, take the opportunity to have some quiet time, uh, to reflect, to meditate, to pray, to, you know, whatever form that takes in your life to quiet your right. mind and, and to, to think about all of this and, and how, how you might be able to, to, uh, leverage these experiences to move forward. Well, uh, Tyrone, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. We're about out of time. Uh, but before we leave, I want uh, to give you a chance to share with the listeners how they can um, get in contact with you, find out more about your organization and what you're doing. Yeah, they can definitely find out um, more information about my organization. The organization is actually teamfirstandgoal.org. It's T-E-A-M-F-I-R-S-T-A-N-D-G-O-A-L.org. Um, you can connect to see the different things we're doing through First and Goal, Inc. We're preparing to celebrate 20 years as an organization in October. So I'm really grateful and thankful for that. And if they like to connect with me on my personal website for speaking opportunities or even order my book, Outside the Huddle, they can go to my website, tyronesmith24.com, T-Y-R-O-N-E-S-M-I-T-H-2-4.com. And they can connect with me uh, via through my website to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you, Tyrone. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. It's been an honor. Um, I encourage my listeners to reach out and get connected with you and to 
to check out your book. Um, uh, any final words before we close? And fi final words right here. One, one thing I always tell people and everything right here, um, and all that you do, let your words and your life have meaning. You know, let your words have meaning. Let your life have meaning. If you say you desire to do something, be true to it and do it and all that you do. Because in life, it's not so much, so much about where you start, but it's all about where you finish. Perfect. Well said. Great way to wrap up the discussion today. Thank you again. And I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful rest of their week and that you all stay healthy and safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.